millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. On the horizon, a ship could be seen bobbing amongst the waves. As the captain drew nearer to the vessel, he recognized the ship as belonging to a captain he knew. However, upon further inspection, it appeared that no one was piloting the floating vessel. Stay tuned to hear all about that on The Reluctant Historian. I'm Liz Lawson, and this is our Reluctant Historian. Dakota Lawson. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. So, if you love history, or you absolutely hate it, this podcast is for you. We would like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement in recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Turtle Island. Okay, Coda, what do you think we're talking about today? Well, before you said that uh, this guy showed up on the uh, uh, to this other guy's ship, and I thought they were going to, like, bro out and be like, hey, we're both the captain now, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, as I was thinking about this, about saying that, I was like, I was like, don't do the accent. That's going to be really offensive. Mm, that's fair. <laughs> so that's good. so um, I decided to just do it super white. Good. Love uh, that for you. So, you are super white. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I once had a D12 poster, which I do realize features Eminem. So, <laughs> as I said that. And also, you don't even lip in, lip in, lip in, listen, listen to hip top. I don't lip into hip top. <laughs> um, I hope today goes better for my mouth because have that you taken was, your pills? I've taken my meds, yes. Ooh, what time? <laughs> uh, like nine, and I took three today, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> just, uh, you just overdosed on freaking. <laughs> Concerta. <laughs> yeah, <woo. laughs> uh, yeah. I, I mean, uh, so he shows up to his bro, mm-hmm. and his bro is out. Yeah. Okay, he's like, "Where's my bro? He must be hanging out with his new girlfriend." My girlfriend. His girlfriend. So he's he's been super MIA lately. He just mm-hmm. wants to hang out with his bro, yeah, you know. Absolutely. And um, I want you guys to picture as Liz is telling the story that the main guy is Tom Hanks. Okay. He's Captain Phillips, okay? Or, Su- or Sully. I've never seen that show. Me neither. I've never seen Sully either. But... I think I couldn't watch that one. Oh, yeah, because the plane thing. Yeah. Isn't that the one where he like flips the plane upside down? No, it's the retelling of the crash landing on the Hudson. He doesn't... No, that's what I'm referring to. He doesn't do a... Uh... His ship goes upside down? His boat goes upside down? Not a boat! It's a plane! <laughs> oh, my God. It's, it's a, a bird! It's a plane! <laughs> yeah. Um... Uh... I am probably wrong, but maybe in my head. Maybe I'm you're like, thinking like the Apollo 13 missions, where he turns the ship upside down. <laughs> this is really getting away from us. Let's just focus no, no, here. No, 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 no. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I probably made it cooler in my head. I'm like, what if Sully mixed with Top Gun? <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> Tom Hunks. Tom Hunks. <laughs> This is going to be a weird one, guys. We've been away for two weeks. So, yeah, we, uh, we forget how to do this. So so uh, Tom Hunks is is like, uh, he's he's playing Sully. He's like, I'm Sully. I'm the best captain of this of this ship. God damn it. Boat. This plane in the, in the West. And he's like, 
<laughs> oh no, we're gonna crash. But first, let me do a barrel roll. <laughs> <laughs> but also, like, those are two different Toms, right? Yeah, Tom Hanks and Tom... Why do I want to say Tom Jones? Tom... <laughs> it ain't a, it ain't... <laughs> he's just like... Uh, uh, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna land this plane, but first, let me do a, a, a little ditty. It ain't unusual to be loved by anyone. What that, is happening? That's Tom Jones, right? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so anyways, the, the uh, Tom Hanks, or Hunks as you will, <laughs> is upset that his best friend... Tom Jones <laughs> has a new girlfriend. Yeah, that's what that's what it's about. It's a it's the tale uh, as old as time. It really is. Je- jealous friends. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Well, actually, today's episode is one that I actually didn't really know much about, but I had heard random pockets about it in historical conversations. Pockets. Yes. Just ignore like the poly way. pockets. Yeah. Uh, this is the story of the ghost ship, the Mary <gasps> Celeste. Fuck. Okay. No. Fuck. I, I was gonna say ghost ship. Like, I'm not even kidding. I was like, which is funnier, to say ghost ship or to say Well, I mean, Tom I really Hanks. enjoy where we went with yeah. our story but, but like, Tom Hunks I'm very, I'm Tom very, Jones. I'm very rarely right on these things. <laughs> well, you things. weren't right. You said the wrong thing anyways. No, that's what I'm saying I mean, is I'm very that. rarely right. Yeah. So if I would have just said ghost ship, because I was like, this isn't actually going to be a ghost ship, you know? Uh-huh. I'm going <laughs> to, but just wait. I would have said like, Oh, it's a ghost ship, and you'd been like, actually, Tom Hunks is, je- <laughs> is jealous about his friend Tom Jones getting a gar- girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that's what would happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if this is like the coolest ghost ship story that's oh. out there, but like, it's a ghost ship. Okay. Yeah. Well, why do you have to say that? <laughs> Sorry. So, what's your golden nugget? Uh, yeah. So, um, I, I've been uh playing God of War, yeah. the new one, Ragnarok, as you will. Uh. Um, and what? I, I roared and I don't know why. Okay, um, it, I will say it, it's it's amazing. It's it, it's the most uh, it's one of the best games I've ever played. Really, really, if you love um, the Norse mythology, which we did an episode on in season one. That's true. Um, it, it, it's really dives into that and goes a lot harder into that than the first one. Like oh, cool. a, a, more so, like I would say of stuff you like maybe are more familiar with, whereas. <laughs> The first one, there was a little bit of stuff. Did you like, play Sinnoh's Blade? Uh, Satsuna's Blade? No, no, no. What's Hel- the- Hellblade? Satsuna's Sacrifice? Yes. I I played a bit of it. It's great. I just didn't. So I, the reason I'm wondering is I yeah. want to know if it if the Norse mythology goes as hard as it did in that one because that one was like it went really hard in that it one. It did, yeah. It was, well, it's, yeah. Well, I mean, for instance, you know, like you uh, without saying any spoilers or trying to avoid them in this game you do meet characters that you will know from other oh, cool. facets of like say let's just say mcu okay. <laughs> aspect but done differently right well done probably historically accurate which we all love here at this yes podcast. <laughs> we all love that so so uh, it's very cool i guess why the, the, this wasn't my intention but it does tie to this podcast in a way where it's like um if you love history or you absolutely hate it, <laughs> um, this game is for you. This game is for you because, you know, it granted it's mythology, right? So it's not like it's, you know, something that's necessarily ha- that hasn't happened. But but um, it is I feel like people like, for instance, uh, John, I feel like he would really in- enjoy the aspect of, of it that's uh, going through like you'll pick up like, for instance, there's like 
these poems scattered around the world that you pick up or these like lore books to learn about and every time you fight an enemy it gives you like it's like here's an entry on this character okay so that is like hellblade is it yeah okay that's that's cool so so there's like lots of like learning opportunities we love learning yeah outside of just this game where you have an axe that you get to throw Mm. and uh and like basically take your blade and chop bodies in in half and stuff like that love learning and killing all tied into one it's it's fantastic (laughs) but um but it's also been interesting because like i'm also i guess practicing self-restraint because the new pokemon game came Mm. out like a week later yeah proud of you babe and i still haven't got it yeah besides the bugs and stuff apparently it's amazing so i'm like wow is this what self-restraint feels like i've never experienced this before so i'm sure Probably, actually. So my goal is to finish this game and then get Pokemon. Very mature so, of you. Thanks. I guess I'm growing up. Yeah. I also made cookies yesterday. That was yeah, great. you did. <laughs> so what is your golden nugget? Uh, so last weekend when we weren't recording, it was my birthday weekend, but also we took the weekend to set up our Christmas decorations all through the house. Not a creature was stirring. <laughs> I was just thinking, I'm like, there's a uh, Christmas ditty in here somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So um, in our new house, it's um, my goal to be like really cozy and comfy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I'm getting there. I I feel like we don't have enough space for all my Christmas stuff. Like enough, <gasps> like, like shelving units and stuff. That's fair. But I also am like, I need more Christmas. Yeah. So I don't really know how to get around that like what what do you decorate with if you don't have any more space for christmas stuff but you want more christmas stuff so that's that's what? my dilemma but it looks beautiful we'll yeah. post some pictures i mean i think that doing some like shelving units mm. like just like you know we've got that beige shelf or whatever like that as long as we like have stuff we can put out of it it's not just a christmas shelf right? yeah no I, on it. I do think we do need more like actual hanging shelves mm-hmm. on the walls yeah. i think would be beneficial in the house just on the regular so yeah for sure and yeah. also um uh, do you want to talk about what we have in the bedroom now <laughs> we have a bedroom christmas tree and i've like dreamed <laughs> about a bedroom christmas tree for so long but the house is that well my house my my first house that i lived in in saskatoon actually would have had enough space for a bedroom christmas tree but um the house that we lived in before that it was the bedrooms were not big enough to have a bedroom Christmas tree. So now yeah. I have one and I love it and it's so good. And yeah. It's so cozy. And like as a partner, uh, you could say I'm a giver. <laughs> you know, it. I, I really. Yeah, you let me have a bedroom Christmas tree. Actually, though. Actually, I, I did. Was, <laughs> yeah, you did. I mean, like we try to share the space. Obviously, we should. But uh, mm. I wasn't expecting you to say yes. And then you did. And I that day was like I was hype. You really were because you were at the store. You sent me a picture or text to be like oh there's this christmas tree for, like bedroom tree that it's like um how much was it it was like cheap right? well the one that i was originally looking at was yeah. 30 bucks okay but that one would have been too small so i got another one which was also on on for half price so it was only 60 bucks yeah so like i mean killer deal and uh, and then i said yes and then you were just on a high all day i really was yeah it was awesome <laughs> so yeah yeah so uh no it uh, the house looks great we uh, maybe we'll post um some pictures some yeah. pictures we if should. you remind me i will all right so let's get into it on december 5th 1872 captain morehouse and his crew spotted a ship floating in open waters in the mid-atlantic tom hunks morehouse recognized the ship the mary celeste as she had sailed from the same port just eight days before his own departure and he knew her captain benjamin briggs 
I know that you can't do this because it would mess up your script and stuff. <laughs> and you, I, I'm not expecting you to, but I think it would be funny if you just, every time you said this Morris Briggs guy or whatever. Morehouse you, and Captain Briggs. There's oh, they're two, two different, different people. people. <laughs> Maybe they went all Dragon Ball Z and Fusion together. Uh, they, it'd be funny if you just, <laughs> if you just replaced that with Tom Hunks and Tom Jones. <laughs> I can't. Wait, it's Tom Jones. Yeah. Tom Jones? Yeah. Yeah, Tom Hunks and Tom Jones. Okay, sorry. I was just like, because Tom Jones is a person, right? Yes. The, he's the, I don't know, yes. that guy? Okay, because yeah. as I said Tom Jones, I'm like, Tommy Lee Jones? <laughs> who is also a person. Yeah, yes. I was like, are they the same? And then Tommy Lee is oh, another yeah. person. Yeah, who does drums and drugs probably. Yes, and Pamela Anderson. <laughs> oh! oh, oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, back to Benjamin Briggs and his ship. Okay. So... Morehouse and the crew brought their ship, the Digrata, I'm probably saying that wrong, up alongside the boat that was haphazardly bobbing in the waves. Upon boarding, they were greeted with an eerie calm. Above them, the sails on the mast were torn, and some of the ship's charts had been tossed about. But other than that, the ship was in great condition. Oh, this, this, uh, that, that sail looks like it's at full mass. There was a full six-month supply of food and fresh water, 1,700 barrels of industrial alcohol as cargo, the entire crew's possessions, but not a single trace of a person on board. The last entry in the ship's log was dated 10 days prior, and the ship's only lifeboat was missing. One of the bilge pumps had been disassembled, and there was about three and a half feet of water sloshing in the ship's bottom, but this was not enough to sink her, and a frayed line was trailing in the water behind the ship. It appeared that the ship had been abandoned quickly, but no one knew why. What remained was one of the most enduring nautical mysteries to date. Ooh. Okay. So the Mary Celeste was built in Nova Scotia and launched under British registration under the name Amazon in 1861. <laughs> so that's where it started. Okay. <laughs> she was transferred to American ownership in 1868 and was rechristened Mary Celeste. They always, you know, people assume, this is a little known history fact for you that I'm about to drop. Um, people assume that Amazon started as a book company, <laughs> actually started as an alcohol trading company. That's right, on the open waters. On in the open the waters, yep. And also, I'm pretty sure that uh, if anyone's immortal, it's probably Jeffrey Bezos. I just feel like he's he's probably immortal. He probably like, he's is. probably been around forever. You could probably find pictures of him. <laughs> throughout yeah, history i don't know true. why i just assume he's immortal that's fair, that's fair. It's not, not, and, and it's not based on like it's not like oh he looks so young or anything like that i just feel like he he's has the so money to figure that shit out that, and he's yeah, evil yeah, yeah 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 so the mary celeste captain benjamin briggs was the son of a sea captain an observant christian and had married his cousin sarah elizabeth cobb in 1862 nice <laughs> i mean i know why i said that <laughs> I also, I also would have accepted that's hot, <laughs> uh, but uh, sorry, he. I mean, that was pretty common back in the day. Okay. Oh, oh, I know what I was gonna say. The joke I was gonna say. I want to make this now an ins insult instead of saying "son of a bitch." Say "you're son of a sea captain." You know. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's cute. Yeah. It's a very cute rolls off the tongue. Yeah. So Sarah and him had two children, Arthur and Sophia. In October 1872. Briggs took command of Mary Celeste for her first voyage following some extensive repairs, and he planned to sail from New York to Genoa, Italy. He arranged for his wife and daughter to accompany him, leaving his school-aged son with his grandmother. Briggs chose the crew for this voyage with care, choosing men that he'd either sailed with before or others with excellent sailing reputations, described as peaceable and first-class sailors. 
Briggs supervised the loading of the ship's cargo from New York City, which was 1,701 barrels of alcohol, and on November 3rd, wrote to his mother to say that he, his family, and his crew intended to leave on Tuesday, adding that, quote, our vessel is in beautiful trim, and I hope we shall have a fine passage. You know, the the song wouldn't roll off the tongue as much as if it, it were 1,701 bottles of alcohol. What was it? Bottles of barrels of alcohol on the wall? <laughs> it would not roll off the tongue. That sounds like a lot. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Well, a barrel of alcohol would be a mouthful. It'd kill you. Also, this is like industrial alcohol. So like... Oh, it's not meant for consumption? Well, maybe it was. I don't know what they were doing in the 1800s. Who knows? Yeah. Briggs delayed the final launching of the voyage due to uncertain weather conditions. And during that time, a Canadian ship, the De Gratia, was waiting nearby. Oh, no. It's actually pronounced the De Grater. Mm-hmm. De Grotter, eh? Yeah. The captain of De Gratia, David Morehouse, or Tom Hunks in this story, <laughs> <laughs> shared common interests with Briggs, and some historians think that it's likely that they did know each other. He's like, Tom Hunks is like, I do agree that it is unusual to be loved by anyone. Yeah. <laughs> um, if only casually. They only knew, maybe they only knew each other casually. I, that was, this didn't. That, that makes it sound like they have casual sex. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, ju- we, ju- we just fornicate casually with each other. Yes. Well, the, well, some accounts state that they were close friends who dined together on the evening before Mary Celeste's departure, which is an important detail to remember. They're, they're, his, <laughs> Tom Hunks' dad was just like, they were just friends, okay? <laughs> and Tom Hunks is like, no, dad, he's more than a friend. Yes. Mary Celeste set out to sea on November 5th, 1872. Why did I say that like that? On December 5th, so one month later, 1872, De Gratia was sailing near the coast of Portugal when Morehouse and his crew reported a vessel about six miles in the distance, heading unsteadily towards the De Gratia. The ship's erratic movements and the odd set of her sails led Morehouse to suspect that something was wrong. As the De Gratia drew close, they could see nobody on deck, and they received no reply to their signals. In response, a pair of sailors were sent to investigate, and upon climbing aboard, they found the ship deserted. The sails were partly set and in poor condition, some missing altogether, and much of the rigging was damaged, with ropes hanging loosely over the sides. The main hatch cover was secure, but two in the front were open, their covers beside them on the deck. The ship's single lifeboat was missing, and a makeshift device used to measure the amount of water in the hold was found abandoned on the deck. They found the ship's daily log, and its final entry was dated at 8 a.m. on November 25th, so 10 days before discovery. Okay. It recorded Mary Celeste's position nearly 400 nautical miles from the point where the De Gratia encountered her. The cabin interiors were in reasonable order, and personal items were scattered about Briggs' cabin, but most of the ship's papers were missing, along with the captain's navigational instruments. There were no obvious signs of fire or violence. The evidence indicated that an orderly departure from the ship by means of the missing lifeboat had occurred. Morehouse decided to bring the abandoned ship to Gibraltar because, under maritime law, any person and crew who were able to salvage a damaged ship could expect a substantial share of the combined value of the rescued vessel and cargo, with the exact amount being determined on the degree of danger that a crew would encounter in salvaging a ship. The ships arrived in Gibraltar and Mary Celeste was immediately impounded by the Vice Admiralty Court in order to prepare for salvage hearings. I'm surprised you didn't call it that. That it was uh, it was in Jabroni. <laughs> Do you remember? I, l- last night we were driving, and what were you trying to reference? I couldn't remember the name of one of the groups in Black Panther. So there's yeah. the the Snow <laughs> Clan, right? And for the life of me, 
their name their the name of their clan starts with like a J, yeah. I think, a J sound. And so I just I couldn't remember she, so I called them the Jabroni tribe. She but but not only did she call the Jabroni tribe, her brain broke and she was like, It's the Jabroni tribe. It's the Jabroni tribe? Not Jaboner. Jabron it's the Jabroner tribe. No, it's the Jabroni tribe, right? It's Jabroni? It's Jabroni, right? I'm like, no, it's not Jabroni. And she's a Jabroni. Like, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, my brain breaks sometimes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so they're not going to Jabroni, they're going to Gibraltar. Okay. So um the salvage hearings ended up being a big mess. They were conducted by a man named Frederick Solly Flood, a man described as, quote, a man whose arrogance and pomposity were inversely proportional to his IQ, and as the sort of man who, once he had made up his mind about something, couldn't be shifted. Sorry, say that sentence again. He was described as a man, quote, whose arrogance and pomposity were inversely proportional to his IQ, and as the sort of man who, once he had made up his mind about something, it couldn't be shifted. Okay, I don't completely understand it. Are they just calling him stupid and yes. stubborn? Stu- yes. He's stupid and stubborn. And he thinks that he's, like, really awesome because he's, like, pompous and arrogant. Okay, so he's he's arrogant, stupid, and... Stubborn. Stubborn. You got it. See, you got it. Well, I was like, the, these words that you're these saying... Are, this was an old time. Yeah, I was, like, I was like, is this Shakespeare? Am <laughs> I... Did I forget the English language? I do that sometimes. It's true. The testimony of the De Gratia first mates convinced Flood that a crime had been committed, and he would not move from this belief. An examination of Mary Celeste was carried out, and cuts were noted on each side of the bow. It was thought that these were caused by a sharp instrument, and that there were possible traces of blood on the captain's sword. The report emphasized that the ship did not appear to have been struck by heavy weather, and that the ship had not been involved in a collision or run aground. A further inspection noted that the the cuts on the bow were deliberate, and they also found some stains on the ship's rails that they thought might have been blood, together with a deep mark that was possibly caused by an axe. These findings strengthened Flood's suspicions that human wrongdoing, rather than natural disaster, lay behind the mystery, and ruled that the crew had got at the alcohol in the cargo bay, murdered the brig's family and the ship's officers in a drunk frenzy, then cut the bow to simulate a collision, and finally flew the ship in the lifeboat to suffer an unknown fate. So hmm. I'll just... Uh, summarize. Summarize here. So when you find a ship or when you go to rescue a ship on open waters, mm-hmm. you are under nautical law or maritime law, sorry, are allowed to keep the money from the rescue operation. And so Morehouse or Tom Hunks in our story has yeah. found the Mary Celeste and he's brought it back to undergo assessment to whether or not he can get the money from this and the guy assessing it is like oh i think what happened to the crew is that or to the briggs family and the people that were on the mary celeste i think that the crew got drunk off of the barrels of alcohol killed everybody and then ran away in the lifeboat that's what flood thinks has happened he thinks he thinks that part of the crew killed the other crew like the underling crew the underling crew, they killed the underlings or the underlings took over? The underlings took over. So there was like a mutiny. That's what he is hypothesizing. I mean, I could see it. But okay, the more you talk, I'm like, this is ghost ship in the different way than I think it is. Yes, I it? told you that. No, no, you didn't say that. You said this is one of the least interesting. <laughs> I didn't ghost say ship. that either. <laughs> well, that's what I heard. Um, so there aren't ghosts in this story, are there? No, no, sorry. You've, you monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got me excited for nothing. I love ghost ships. Mm-hmm. They're my in my top five ships. You know what? Maybe, maybe, maybe as a redemption arc for me next season, I'll do the Japanese ghost ships. Oh, that sounds sweet. Yeah, those ones are actually spooky. 
cool. spoopy. They're spoopy. Yeah. <laughs> but spoopy. Spoop, spoop, spoopy. Yeah. Go so ahead. I'll look into those. Okay. Anyway, so uh, so we're all together here. We're ready to go. Uh, there's a teacher thing there. Let's go. Yeah. 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 Let's um. Let's me and the re- and the dogs. I think one of your students is sleeping. Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> God. Wow, you really know how to captivate an audience. I really do, yes. Maybe so. I'll join them. <laughs> so Flood had also thought that Morehouse and his crew were hiding something, specifically because Mary Celeste had been abandoned in a more easterly location, and he thought that the ship's log had been doctored. So he thinks that this Morehouse guy who was just bringing the empty ship back might have had something to do with it. Hmm. Flood simply could not and would not accept that she had traveled so far without a crew. Flood also thought that the owner of the cargo was involved in some way as part of a conspiracy. However, Flood's theories of mutiny and murder received significant setbacks when scientific analysis of the stains found on the sword and elsewhere on the ship proved that they were not blood. But, but, but this guy's stubborn, so he, of course, didn't. Uh, yeah. He would be a COVID denier. <laughs> he probably would be. And a second blow came when another investigator determined that the cuts on the bow were not man-made, but had come from the natural actions of the sea on the ship's timbers. Well, shiver me timbers, am I right? <laughs> With nothing concrete to support, his, to support his suspicions, Flood reluctantly released the Mary Celeste. The salvage payment was announced at 1,700 pounds, which was actually about one-fifth of the total value of the ship and cargo, which was far lower than the general expectations of the De Gratia crew, implying that maybe not everyone believed their innocence. So what actually happened to Mary Celeste and her crew? ghosts it was ghosts please tell me it was ghosts please tell me this was a fake out it made no sense that briggs a well-experienced seaman would abandon a perfect <laughs> god damn it you got me and i was like i was like i'm not gonna laugh but fuck <laughs> would abandon a perfectly seaworthy ship there have been a number of speculations about the crew's fate including sea spouts sea monsters pirates and the bermuda triangle as well as the theory that the ship was simply cursed it'd be she... so cool if it was the bermuda triangle i love that shit uh, she had a long history of accidents, and three of her captains did die, had died. <laughs> oh, oh, I soiled the sheets again. <laughs> and fact and fiction have become intertwined with newspapers and authors writing about the event. The most influential retelling was that by Arthur Conan Doyle, the creator of Sherlock Holmes. Mm, I was like, that name actually sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. Who wrote a short story called J. Habakkuk, Jefferson's Statement. Uh, the story itself doesn't have many of the facts of the story correct, but it was a, since it was a reimagining, I think that's why. In this story, a fanatic named Septimus Goring, who hated white people, bribed some of the crew to murder. Don't the, we all? <laughs> bribed some of the crew to murder the captain and take the vessel to the shores of Western Africa. In this story, the crew is killed except for Jetson, who is spared because he possesses a magical charm that Goring really likes. So Doyle didn't expect this. <laughs> He's just like, ah, uh, that bastard is after me like a charm. <laughs> Doyle didn't expect his story to be taken as truth, but some people did because uh, people are stupid. Well, I mean, listen to our last episode uh, on, Atla- Atla- Atlantis. on Atlantis. <laughs> that's that's how it starts. People are like, well, this somebody famous, wrote it this, down, so well, it this, must be fact. This, yeah, this famous writer it's wrote like, about it. It's like the the. It's it's like the beginnings of the Facebook memes where people see memes on Facebook and they're like, that's historically true. You yeah. know what? I guess humans have always been stupid is what I'm learning. Absolutely. We don't know how to think critically. Yeah. Anyways, so the story helped solidify the Mary Celeste's infamy. So this made up story that Conan Doyle wrote that really doesn't actually have anything to do with the Mary Celeste. People were like, that's the retelling of the Mary Celeste because they're dumb. Yeah. 
In 2002, documentarian Anne McGregor sought to investigate the story of the Mary Celeste, saying there's so much nonsense written about this legend that she felt compelled to tell the truth. McGregor's previous documentaries had applied modern forensic techniques to historical questions, saying that there are obvious limitations for historic cases, but using the latest technology, you can come to a different conclusion. At, at this point in time, their latest technology was a cup and a ball. <laughs> <laughs> 2002? Oh, sorry. I thought we were still in 1870 or whatever. <laughs> but yes. But yeah, I mean, also in I mean, 2002. I mean, Harold and Kumar hadn't even happened at this point. Yeah. Like, that was the changing point in our society. Truly. Here. Yeah. 2004, just if you're wondering. Yeah. So our documentarian, she started by ruling out what didn't happen. Sea monsters were easy to dismiss, as was the belief about pirates, since the ship mm. was intact and had a full cargo. The theory that the crew members drank all the alcohol and mutinied was also ruled unlikely after McGregor interviewed their descendants. Abandoning a ship in the open ocean is the last thing a captain would order and the last thing that a sailor would do. So is that what Captain Briggs ordered? And if so, why? After looking at the ship's log, recorded temperatures and sea conditions, McGregor deduced that the chronometer, which I don't know what that is, of the ship had been faulty and they were hopelessly off course, about 120 miles west of where it should have been. The captain had thus expected to spot land three days earlier than he actually did. So all had seemed to be going to plan until about five days before Briggs' final log, which showed that the ship had changed course sailing toward an island, possibly seeking haven from bad weather. McGregor also discovered that the ship had recently been refitted, and that coal dust and debris from the refitting had likely clogged the ship's pumps, meaning any water that might have made it into the ship's lower decks didn't have a way back out. It may have been that they were unable to determine how much water was in the ship's hull due to the faulty pumps and a fully packed cargo. It's possible that Briggs then decided that with the ship off course, the crew's best bet was to cut their losses and simply try to save themselves by abandoning ship and heading for the nearest piece of land. This theory is by no means universally accepted or definitely provable, but it does line up with the evidence, such as the disassembled pump, in a way that other theories do not. <laughs> Sorry. This is not a, a penis pump. No, 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 no. I'm jumping back a bit. This is a really stupid joke. But just imagine the captain, though. He's like, um, he's, he's like, you know, he's been away from his, uh, you know, from any uh, companion yeah. for a while. He took right? his wife with him. Oh, fuck this uh, pretend he didn't for <laughs> okay. my joke pretend he didn't he's okay. been been away for 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 a while and <laughs> he uh when thinking about like you know he's just thinking he's got you know vaginas on the mind right mm -hmm. and so he mixes he messes up his word instead of saying uh head for the piece of, nearest piece of land he's like uh head for the nearest piece of ass oh fuck i mean land <laughs> as quickly as possible yeah that's, that's what happened he was like i'm lonely let's I'm lonely. get me to shore <laughs> and his wife's like i'm right here <laughs> take me please <laughs> yep so anyways, despite being seen as, as unlucky, the Mary Celeste remained in service and went through a number of new owners before being deliberately sailed into a reef near Haiti as part of a plan to defraud an insurance company. When the vessels failed to sink, the captain of that new ship, his uh, scheme was discovered. Uh, however, the Mary Celeste was damaged beyond repair and was left on the reef where it eventually deteriorated into the ocean. So Dakota, what do you think? Well, dear... It's not unusual for me to give you a shitty rating. Stop it. No, <laughs> I did not like that one. Bit. You know, so let me, let me, I want to, I want to go here somewhere. Um, I was like, cause I had heard about this ship yeah. story, like in passing, like often I'll be like on, 
on BuzzFeed and like the story of the Mary Celeste, the ghost yeah. ship. And like they do a lot of very clickbaity stuff. And I've right. never actually looked into it. And I was like, oh, yeah, this will be like a really cool story. I'm like really intrigued. And then I researched it. And I was like, this is boring. And then, so, and and then, then I still told you about it. Yeah. And then you were like, well, I've already done the research. Yes. Might as well just uh, just do it. Exactly. I Now, I know these weren't pirates. Yep. But I actively hate anything pirate sea Wait, why? like related i just i think did it's you not like terrible. pirates of the caribbean well hold your horses here, okay <laughs> so that's one exception i'll give that 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 i did enjoy the first three pirates of the caribbean movies okay okay uh four and five ew but uh i didn't even know there was a four or five. Oh, really <laughs> they're terrible well, um they they uh first of all freaking uh Johnny Depp is the only like main one in it. The other two aren't in it until the fifth one at the very end. They see them like briefly or something. Oh, okay. It's they're bullshit. Okay. Anyways, I I just I mean most of the time unless you actually have a ghost ship, ship stuff ain't gonna do it for me. That's the fair. only thing that make can make ships ship stuff better is ghosts, <laughs> and this one was a lie. You you. We've done a lot of ships this season. We did the um, Endurance. We did the Halifax Explosion. We did this one. I feel like there were maybe some more ships. Do you hate me? I mean, this is my way of telling you. <laughs> <laughs> like, now that now I didn't even realize that until you said that. And I'm like, maybe now that you know. Because do you, did you know that, that I hate that stuff? I didn't. Oh, well, now you know. So in, unless you do that Japanese ghost ship stuff. If you, unless you never do a, sh- uh, maybe I just, maybe it's anything to do with water. Cause I hated Atlantis last time too. You did. Yeah. Um, Have I done any other water episodes? We'll have to look back. Maybe that's the real reason I didn't like the new it's Black Panther movie. Oh yeah. That too. Yeah. It's <laughs> all underwater. There was so much water. <laughs> I couldn't breathe. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, now this is just where my mind went first thing. Uh, or at least to make it look first thing because I had to think about the rating for a second. So uh, uh, I know it always looks like I come up with stuff on the spot. Sometimes it takes me a minute. Mm-hmm. We're good at editing. editing yeah. Over. So if we end up doing the video stuff and like don't edit it, people are going to see me, me seeing like <laughs> just crying. Like, why can't I think of anything? So have uh, you heard the, the term? Uh, uh, I don't even know. I only know it from the movie Dodgeball. Ben Stiller says, Joni loves Chachi. I have heard that, yeah. You've heard that. Okay. So <laughs> I will give this a sol- just a straight five. Okay. A five. C's, D's, D's get degrees. D's get V's. Uh, <laughs> I will give this a a, a, um, a straight five, which is ironic that I said straight. A straight five. Tom Hunks loves Tom Jones. <laughs> good. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well. You can't win them all. And you seem to lose a lot of these. I think next week I'll redeem myself. You better. (laughs) Well, that's all we have for this week. We'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us. If you enjoyed listening to what we had to say, please download our podcast from wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review or tell your friends about us because indie podcasts really do grow through word of mouth. If you want to stay in contact, you can follow us on Instagram at The Reluctant Historian or leave us a tip at buymeacoffee.com slash the historian. We are working on saving up for new mics, uh, something a little more low profile, a better quality. So let's just change that to buy me a new microphone <laughs> and a yacht. And a yacht. You slash don't like water or ships, so why would you want a yacht? 
I that's a good point. Trauma. We'll just we'll blame it on trauma. Uh, so you can also shoot us corrections you may have noted or future show ideas to the reluctant historian at gmail.com. I check that sometimes. So we'll see you n- next week, same time, same place. With two water episodes in a row, I feel like I'm drowning, dear. I'm drowning <laughs> and not in pussy. Stop it! Stop it. <laughs>